Hello everyone and welcome to the second already episode of Studio Mate Steve. Thank you so much for your brilliant feedback for the first episode with Tor Freeman. Everyone was loving that. Uh, and thank you for sending in all your questions for my guest today, who is the infamous Benji Davis. Now, Benji again has sent in a biog and it's quite a long one, so I don't know how much time we'll have left at the end of the biog for the show, but we'll see. Um, Benji. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Benji Davies is an illustrator, author and animation director. In his books, he aims to capture how it feels to be a child. By immersing themselves in the stories he writes and illustrates, Benji hopes that children will find a quiet confidence with which to navigate the noise and bustle of the real world. Mm. His first self-penned picture book, The Storm Whale, since hailed a modern classic, so modest, Benji. Did you I know. know. I didn't write that myself. <laughs> won, Stormwell won the inaugural Oscars Book Prize, which is a fantastic, fantastic prize, and was the Dutch Picture Book of the Year in 2017. His second, Grandad's Island, garnered similar plaudits, winning the Children's Book category of the AOI World Illustration Awards and being crowned Children's Book of the Year at the Sainsbury's Children's Book Awards. In 2020, oh, I need to take a breath there, I told you it's long. <laughs> in 2020, oh, we must be getting near now. In 2020, he won Oscars Book Prize for a second time with Tad, a beautiful story about a tadpole making its way in the big wide pond. See what he did there. All three of these books have since been adapted for the stage, which is amazing. And something that people might not know I feel like you keep this on the lowdown a bit, uh, Benji, but we'll um, we'll talk about it. He is the illustrator of Nosy Crow's internationally huge best-selling board book series, Busy Bear, busy with two Zs, like a like a local hairdresser, Busy Bear. <laughs> Benji's books can be read in over 35, 35 languages and have sold many millions of copies around the world. And Benji lives in East London with his beautiful wife, um, who I know, and daughter. So welcome, Benji, to Studio Mate Steve. Hello, Steve. Right. How nice are you? Day. I'm all right. I'm all right. Well, we were just chatting before this. I'm very, very mildly hungover, so I hope I haven't got too much of a morning voice. How are you? Because I know you've been That's a little so bit poorly bad. recently. Bad. So unprofessional, Steve. I can't believe it. I know. It. Sorry. I shouldn't have. Really so bad. I might edit that yeah. out. But yeah, how are you feeling? Because you've been a bit poorly. Uh, yeah, I've just had COVID for the first time, so I um, I thought I was one of those sort of, you know, impermeable people who yeah. uh, would never get it, and then suddenly I, I got it eventually, got so it. it was sort of like a little bit of a weird moment of like, you know, all the tests I'd ever done suddenly looked down, you know, and it was had the little the little line in it, and I was like, I sort of, it was sort of like a weird um, sort of excitement, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, yes, I've got it. And I finally like, got yeah. it. I know oh, it's funny dear. how that's all changed. I'm still one of those people, as far as I know, I haven't yet had it. Yeah. Um, and I had my booster last week and it made me oh, yes, okay. sort of knock me for six of it. So hopefully touch Maybe wood, you I'll, won't I'll be, be able yeah. We'll but I, yeah, I've lost lost my lost my sense of smell, which oh. I think is slowly returning. I sort of keep you know, kind of trying to sniff well, my I'm, dinner and see I'm if hoping... anything's there, but it's a uh, yeah, a bit little bit little bit weird. I'm hoping it might have affected your sense of colour and design, so your books get a bit rubbish. <laughs> I think that there's definitely there's a sense of taste joke in there somewhere, isn't there? I think. I yeah, I've lost all sense of taste. Yeah. Um, so how is that actually that in, 
leads us to how have you, have you managed to do much work then this week? Did, did you have a busy schedule or were you able to take some time off? Because that's something um, that I no. know. Yeah, it was okay, actually. It was okay. I was sort of like, I've got my laptop at home. And so um, I yeah. sort of, yeah, did a bit on there. I had, you know, sort of focused on the, the more admin-y bits and pieces. And um, yeah, it was okay. Uh, I sort of did a bit of, I've got my shed at the bottom of the garden, which is literally just the shed. It's nothing more than a... Nothing yeah, fancy. Full of the full of the tools and stuff. But I've got yeah, I sort of set up a table in there so that I could just not be in the house yeah, a couple good. of hours. <laughs> it's okay. just quite nice. So is that where you are now? So you're talking to us from your No, studio so now I have actually come into the proper studio. Oh, so brilliant. yeah, it's about a fifteen minute cycle from my house. Um oh, nice. and uh and yeah, I, I think when I knew we were doing this, I thought I'd be good to actually be in the studio rather than yeah. just in the kind of groundhog day of the uh, being at home kind of thing. So more authentic. Well, which leads me on to my first part of the show, which is the description. So can you describe your studio that took you 15 minutes to cycle to? I can. <laughs> I can. Um, it is um, so it's in, in the, the building we've got here, there's like about 25 studios, I think it is. Right. Um, and so they're all kind of a mixture of different, um, you know, creative uh, disciplines. So there's right. some architects and graphic designers and um there's i'm the only uh well i'm the only illustrator and then there's an artist and illustrator called abigail brown um, okay. um and then yeah so there's sort of like a mixture and they're, they're like some of them are like small businesses um some of them are just individuals um and uh and the, yeah the room itself is um quite a nice quite a reasonable size uh, yeah, yeah. um got a little <laughs> a little uh, fridge and uh, they're like an estate tea, agent tea making, yeah. tea it's a good size, good size good size <laughs> good size good size um and then uh yeah all my bits of random furniture uh, that i've collected in here sometimes looks like a sort of little uh second-hand showroom um <laughs> and then i've got yeah big uh big uh, shelf of books and things and yeah well, different areas to draw so. Have you got, so like when we spoke to Tor, and I'm a bit of a devil with this as well, I do have quite a few of my own books dotted around, you know, just in case someone visits the studio and needs to see my wares. <laughs> but have you got, what What have you got, what's inspiring you at the moment? What have put... I got? Uh, yeah. Do you know what? I always look at those sort of pin boards that people have with all the inspiration. Yes. I always think, oh, doesn't that look nice? And I just never do that. But yeah, I do have... Um, yeah, various books um, up on the up on the shelves. We've got these quite nice little sort of uh, a wall of sort of wind, like sort of uh, perspective wind. windows. Windows, windows. Oh. Wall, <laughs> a wall of wind. I like a wall of wind. I like to look a wall of wind. Video at all times. Well, actually, um, I'm t- my my very flatulent dog is at my feet at the moment, so I've got a bit of a wall of wind <laughs> going on right now. <laughs> oh dear, drifting up from under the desk. TMI. Um, yeah. No. So. Um, so yeah, I've got various bits and pieces on there, um, but um, but yeah, no, I just tend to stare at my computer, like you know, yeah. which is the not so good. We'll do that these days. So it's been quite a, a a brilliant week for you because you've just announced that obviously you're going to have a new version of the Storm Whale out. A, 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 yeah. a, it's the fourth in the series, isn't it? So there's the fourth, yeah, the fourth Storm Whale's coming out, and yeah, um, and it's yeah, be out uh, in a year from now, which is quite yes. it feels like quite a long time because i'd sort of got yeah. into a bit of a situation where my i was finishing books you know and they were coming out sort of five months after i'd 
finished them which yes. a couple of years ago and I sort of like I really wanted to get on top of that so yeah. it's quite nice now to have had I had a, a kind of a break from I didn't do a picture book at all or I didn't work on a picture book last, at all last year, year and yeah. I've worked on one sort of since kind of February this year and um, just finished it and it's gone off to print and then it's not wow. out for a year so I sort of feel like I've yeah um, like it feels quite odd to be back in that kind of longer cycle you know it's normally quite sort of immediate but yeah so that's exciting that's going to be coming out then um and then nice it's also it. the 10th anniversary of the storm whale next year yes so of the original book um and so yeah we're doing a new edition of that uh in hardback and paperback and um yeah i think that's all looking really nice um and uh yeah excited to sort of start doing some stuff so it's gonna be quite busy next year i think with all busy the bear. We're busy bear. It will. Busy bear. I will we'll talk about that later. Busy, busy I can't bear. believe I can't. I can't believe it's been ten years since the Stormwell came out because that also means uh, me plug me plug. That means that Shifting Me Gifting Slippery Sam is also ten years. Yeah, old. I know. Because um, I, I I remember because you um ha- you very nicely had that sticker that I gave you of the Stormwell, yeah. and you had it on your bag for quite a while. That's interesting. I did. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. And um, I know you're inspired because your daughter's a, fan, a shifty, be gifty, and slippery Sam fan. Isn't yes. It? Yeah. Yeah. No, she loves a bit of sh- and on, and the uh, the fiction ones as well. We we moved on to those. So Excellent. As well, which has been good. Excellent. Oh, good. 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 Um. Yes. Ten years has come around so quickly. So going back, sort of ten years, because how did you get from? Because another thing that we've got in common is we are both animation directors and animators as well. Yeah. So what made you decide to make the leap from animation to books, children's books? Um, yeah, I mean, I was kind of, um, I'd done a bit of, um, of, I feel like I'm going to give you the whole story now, Steve, rather than just like a bit. But uh, when, when I left uni, it was quite difficult to get work in animation, I found. It was kind of like that transition from, the sort of 2D to 3D thing was going on, you know, the sort of CG and that had all kind of kicked in. And yet coming out of university, I hadn't really focused on computers. So, um, you know, it's quite, I don't know, it sort of felt like the skill set was wrong for what was actually people were wanting at that point. And we'd sort of done more like learning, I don't know, sort of learning the storytelling side of it, I suppose, more than the actual hands-on animating. I was never like an animator, if you know what I mean. I mean, I can animate stuff, but it's like, you know, my skills there are more Mm. limited, I think. Um, And so, yeah, I was doing a little bit. I sort of kind of picked my way through and did some children's book stuff um, whilst trying to get into animation. And I ended up um, doing, I did some stuff for Usborne Publishing Mm-hmm. quite early on and um, was quite lucky they gave me like sort of a whole book uh to do it was my first illustration job um because i i was saying i didn't use computers i mean i was using computers sort of in a more like photoshoppy kind of way rather yes. than you know kind of cgi stuff so mm-hmm. i'd kind of yeah d- i developed some pieces that were using a bit of illustrator and a bit of photoshop and i'd kind of developed these pieces that then and i actually went for a job I was born as a as a designer I think you know it's like a this often there's quite a lot of people go for design jobs as illustrators I think you know yeah. when they're sort of looking for a way to I guess make a living out of what they're doing and mm. um I, I didn't get didn't get the job as a designer it's probably fortunate for them <laughs> um but um you know because really I just wanted to do I really wanted to do what I was doing which was you know illustration and animation stuff so um luckily they offered me this book which was called On the Moon um and um 
which is still still on the go, I think, as I That's good. Yeah, which is still going. Um and um and yeah, so then I did a few things for them. Um and uh I think I've lost the beginning of your question because I've rambled about myself there. That's okay. No, we're still on track. We're still um heading from animation towards uh picture books towards picture books, books, pictures, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so then <laughs> and then uh, and then I went yeah, and then was doing animation and I uh so Jim Field the famous Jim Field and I. No, I've never, never heard of him. Never heard of him. Never. No, Jim. We we went to uni together, so we yes. um, we sort of teamed up after uni. So we're on the same course doing animation, and we teamed up and thought we could maybe crack the world of animation together. So ended up then getting wow. represented um, by a company called Partisan and making loads of animated commercials and music videos and yeah, all sorts of stuff like that. Um, and then yeah, that that I don't know, yeah financial crash in 2008 sort of dried up quite a lot of that advertising work i don't know whether that was similar in uh for the sort of animation stuff that you were doing steve yeah well this is interesting because um there's quite a lot of us aren't there that were in animation and then have since gone into pictures mm. i'm trying to think there's, there's you me there's jim there's yasmin ismail yeah um, and we were, we were all 2d based jim was 2d as well really wasn't he he didn't do yeah that, well that was it? it we used to do because we used to sort of design stuff and then if we were taking it into the kind of CG, 3D stuff or even stop motion, yeah. we would then design it and then work with people who yeah. could then turn it into that stuff. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of some more because there there's definitely quite a few. Oh, Be um, Ben Mantle as well. He yeah. in, in um, animation. Yeah. Um, I think it's that got... sort of, it's, a, it's the transferable skills, isn't it? And I think, mm. um, you know, you kind of already got a lot of those, um, you know, things like, I don't know, even just posing characters and sort of bringing them to life. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, which... and it's, it's all storytelling, isn't it? And yeah. Storyboarding and composition and character design. That's why I moved from animation, because I just, I love the character design bit. And I, I was hardly involved in any of that, really. I was working with a lot of other designers and then directing their styles. And then I thought, oh, now I want to be designing these characters. Yeah. Um, so I, I had to scratch that itch, I guess, and it sounds similar for you as well. It just sort of, um, and there were so many other animators around me who were so good at animating. They just had the animation technical brain that I just haven't got. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I would spend, you know, I would spend a whole day trying to do a really simple walk cycle yeah. or something and you know people were doing whole crowds in, in the same like time i was just hopeless at it really. <laughs> uh but you uh because when have you have you done anything like that since you like since those days have you done no anything? well what's happened because i'm um i'm director with picasso pictures um but their offices have sort of disappeared and everyone's working remotely and they have asked me to do a couple of directing job type things but i'm i'm too busy to sort of throw myself into doing any of course yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah i mean well, you're again something else we'll talk about because you'll be involved in the animated versions of the storm whale as well so um you'll be transferring those animation skills back again so you've gone from one to the other back to the other as well so um i think because were you tempted to study illustration earlier on or did you just go gung-ho into animation no so just yeah just studied animation yeah. I think because when I was um sort of picking what I was going to do you know um when I was in on my foundation course I couldn't mm. decide really which part to go into but I knew that like sort of the more of the kind of fine art side of it I didn't want to I didn't want to do that but I'd always been in, I'd always loved drawing and you know I was into illustration and I'd always sort of thought I might be an illustrator um yeah. but so I kind of thought 
that doing animation would kind of expand on what I'd already sort of felt like I knew quite a lot about, which was, mm. you know, I sort of, not that I was complete, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure, you know, if I'd done illustration, that would have been uh, a good one to do as well. But it yeah. felt like I would get more from doing animation because it would expand, you know, in different directions that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. More so. More so. And some, something I'm finding as well, because we've got a lot of friends and you as well, and I'm sort of involved in something that I can't mention. But I think when you're involved in animation and you see the difficulty and the process of trying to get a property off the ground and getting the mm. funding and getting everyone to agree and on, on the designs and all the meetings, and it gets mm -hmm. very, very complicated. So I know there's a lot of authors who are like, oh, I, you know, my... my book might be being made into an animated series i'll be able to retire and it's going to be this and it's going to be that and it's like oh whoa nelly this is yeah, complicated. Yeah. this is going to take years it, it's really lovely now to see a lot of um books taking off like um sue potato and isadore mm -hmm. ramoon and amelia fang and uh, so is there anything you can tell us about um the, uh, we, we've got a mutual friend robin who worked on your amazing storm whale trailer is there yeah. any update on what's happening with that um so um they the whole thing was actually yeah, i'm not sure what i'm supposed to say you've now made me think oh, yes don't get, don't, yeah, uh, but don't let's say to. well i sort of say it's sort of because it, it was in develop it was has been sort of like in development various different people yeah you know, for about eight years yes so that's just to sort of take you know i mean that shows kind of how long it's already been you know yeah. like and how long you have to kind of just sort of you know kind of hold your breath and go okay yeah that's fine no I don't need to know any more about what's happening let's just wait and see yeah, what happens yeah. next and then it takes another turn and it goes through this process but yeah so it was um but um very uh grateful to lupus for for taking it on and decided yeah. you know and so they currently have it now and they made all these um beautiful uh storyboards um and uh, the animation test that they did um and then they're now looking for a broadcaster <clears throat> which um is the sort of probably the slightly trickier thing but yeah. we're sort of hoping that there's a, a you know um you know, quite a wide audience, like in sort of European countries as well, because yeah. it's been translated into a lot of different languages. Yes, that so, would definitely help. You know, yeah, exactly. Definitely. So we're just, yeah, it's it's just in that process still now, and sort of there are leads that they're following up. They did a big launch of it at Annecy Animation Festival this uh -huh. summer, um, and you know, so every possible, you know broadcaster who would want to see it as seen it will have so, seen it well that's so, why yeah. um, it's brilliant you're in very good hands with lupus right because they are the experts because they worked on the snowman and the snow dog yeah and, and we're going on a bear hunt and all the sort of new classic christmas oh they did tiger who came to tea as well didn't they yes yeah which robin also yes and well robin is the master of sort sure, of pen robin pencils sure. and animating pencils and animating yeah. beautiful textures and everything oh and fiona woodcock as well because i know that she worked um she has worked in the past closely with Robin. She's another um, illustrator and author who was a very 2D-based animator yeah. and director and is now making beautiful, beautiful books, isn't she? She is lovely. Yeah, really beautiful things. Yeah, Really cool. Um, so that brings me to how are you coping with... It sounds like you've got a lot of things going on and obviously you've got a daughter mm -hmm. and a wife who was just created. I mean, this is going out on Halloween, this episode. So happy Halloween, everybody. Oh, happy that, Halloween. Um, you've got a beautiful Halloweeny house um, <laughs> that your uh, wife, amazing wife has decorated. That's it. Yeah. I, yeah, 
it's very it's, it's quite nice to it was nice to come home to see it all decorated with the <laughs> spiders <laughs> hanging and sort of you know there's nothing leaps out uh, physically you know there's oh, no that's good don't any heart attacks skeletons jumping up or anything but she's uh, <laughs> got these huge pair of eyes uh, on like you know the sort of wobbly eyes on the hedge <laughs> which is quite funny as you sort of you know kind of reverse into the driveway um you see these two <laughs> eyes peering out and then the witch's legs uh, sticking out it's... oh goggly eyes and witch's legs the mind boggles. Yeah. hopefully there won't be any <laughs> yeah, we don't want any car accidents when they no uh, exactly eyes and witch's legs. i'm saying yeah you've got a lot on so how are you finding especially you've been ill recently how are yeah. you how do you keep your brain safe how do you keep calm how do you get everything done and do you ever have any generally panic most of the time steve is what i do i kind of um i, I have quite an early panic uh, alarm that goes off about six months before something yeah, yeah. needs to be done and I'm suddenly sort of like pacing around the house freaking out going I'm never going to get all this done it's just too yeah. much yeah. um so I've kind of it's really helped for me I uh having my agent Arabella at the Bright Agency we yeah. off we talk through you know she's sort of a bit like a coach or a counsellor really quite a lot of that's time. good we yeah. sort of talk through what's happening what's happening next um you know what I'm kind of getting scared of and all that sort of thing and try and work out and we've kind of you know systematically over the past few years tried to uh, I guess kind of tie like streamline the schedule so that there's not loads of stuff that overlaps which has been a much longer job yeah uh, yeah than uh, than than you'd sort of think and to try and open up also some spaces for me to develop you know new work rather than being sort of wall to wall with the current projects yeah. which is often what happens and then like you know kind of lots of procrastinating while they're going on and wishing mm -hmm. that you were just getting them done and then suddenly I don't know I'm like I'm quite yeah I'm quite sort of um scatty with things like that so I need a little bit of uh, order placing upon my I think um I like that you mentioned sort of panic the six month panic alarm I think it is quite good to be panicked at certain stages isn't it because it just makes yeah. you think it, it makes you knuckle down. It makes you focus. Um, true, yeah. And even and during that panic, I, I think it's good that you've hint, uh, you've mentioned your agent because we didn't talk about that with Tor last week. Because I do a lot of people ask, um, "Have you got an agent? Is it worth getting an agent?" I would always say yes, especially initially. Maybe if you then feel that you become an expert and you can handle your contracts yourself and you've got loads of work coming in and you might mm -hmm. not want an agent, I do highly recommend getting an agent. Do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think. So I don't know, some people, I guess, are more independently minded and don't really want the, I don't know, perhaps they would see it as sort of interference in what they're doing, perhaps, or whatever. But that isn't the yeah. relationship that I've got with, with mine, which is, yeah. which is yeah. much more of, as I say, like a kind of, you know, I like a sounding board for stuff. And I like to sort of like, I guess, sort of here and there be reassured that I'm doing the right thing and sort of pushing things in the right yeah. direction. Yeah. Um, I think I think a lot of people can have um, some dodgy relationships with their agents and it can put them off. But I think we've been lucky. Um, we've got good agents, I think. Um, yeah, if I didn't have my agent, I would probably, I don't know, not make some wrong decisions. But like you say, it's very important to have a sounding board. And you can talk to your friends and family, but they don't really know the industry as well as an agent would. No, um, exactly, exactly. And then an agent is always someone else that they can get hold of. I get projects and ideas from publishers and, and designers direct to me, but then I always will reply to them and say, and here's my agent and let's all mm. talk about this and let's see what yeah. can happen. Um, and also, yeah, you know, to be, I mean, you know, we're in uh, 
very privileged position where they are kind of gatekeeping as well they're not yeah. you know what i mean it's not some it's not always like now i've you know as it's sort of it's, it's evolved over the time but you know it used to be like you know looking for the work yeah then like you know as i say very uh lucky to be offered work you know and yeah. it, and it doesn't always it doesn't you might even want to do it but it doesn't fit in with the timing that you're you know you've got too much other stuff going on and too many other responsibilities that you're already kind of trying to take care of and you you know you can't take uh, you can't say you know you've got to say no to some things yeah. and i find that is much easier for someone who can probably dip into being a bit anxious about stuff you know is uh it's good to have somebody else sort of doing all that stuff for you and, and sort of managing it so Definitely. so yeah i think it's down to the individual isn't it but for me i yeah yeah, it yeah works well. highly, highly recommend. Um, now, I've got some really nice questions from some people on the social medias. Um, thank you for all your suggestions and questions. Um, this one is from, I think her name's Anna, from the Woodbine Workshop um, uh, Company. Uh, I don't know what they make. I'll have to look into that. It sounds intriguing. Um, uh, I'm just going to read this out. Very excited for your Benji Davis episode. I'd love to hear more about his process and how much is digital and what he uses to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes on to say both you and he are two of my my and my kids absolute favorite picture book artists um she really enjoyed tour last um week and her main question is your stories have so much heart do your themes come from personal experience or from something you've seen in children's experiences that need addressing or comforting mm-hmm. okay should we go for that one first and then go back to the other yeah, one? yeah 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 um I think yeah. When when I when I write books, I've always um, cer- certainly in the earlier days when I was writing picture books, I try and write kind of stuff that interested me or just felt that I just felt compelled to sort of like you know start a story about that thing. You know, I'd kind of just be interested in something to do with that character, and it would kind yeah. of come around that way. I'm not someone who sort of goes, oh, there's a there's an issue surrounding this, and let's solve something around it yeah or try and create a guide so a lot of people have you know i get lots of messages from people who've found granddad's island really comforting and like you know they they really you know really um you know enabled them to talk to their kids about uh those that you know the topic of of death and and grief but uh, as i would always say to people you know i never i didn't i didn't sort of sit down and go oh i'm going to i'm going to write a book that's going to help yeah, families with this problem because actually, essentially, I don't really still see Grandad's Island as that book. You know, I see it as a story. Which, and this is what I wanted to do at the time, was like I wanted to write a picture book, which was, you know, sort of went was sort of around the topic of 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 death. Yeah. But why does that? A bit like you know, you somebody might die in a film, and I sort of was a bit like it was like a, in a way, it's a little bit of a challenge to myself. I was like mm-hmm. a book, you know, where the granddad passes away. How can I do that sensitively, you know, and 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 still make a, an enjoyable story? Because what I'm trying to do is always look for like a you know a, a sort of truthful narrative, if you like, like that's yes. gonna you know appeal to. To, to somebody else to read it and 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 enjoy it as a story so yeah uh, yeah that's the that's more my approach is sort of like okay here's something that sort of feels like the beginning of an idea where can i take it mm. and what is interesting me kind of at that time to in you know where that might go and that might be and i probably as i've gone on there's more 
I guess the thing is, as I've sort of done sort of analysis of those things, because, you know, through people asking you questions about it, you sort of think about it even more deeply, maybe than when you made the book. Yes. And it's made me then go, you know, maybe it helps me to sort of identify things which might be interesting for me to explore Mm. um, as topics. Um, And yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, do them in this, you know, do them in the same kind of way, give it the same sort of... uh, because I remember your uh, the storm whale and the groplin came from your when you were doing your animation course, didn't they? They were like, they were like yeah. the university ideas. Was Grand That's Island right. as well, or did that one come later? No, so Grand Island was completely new. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, the storm whale. So I made a film uh, when I was at university, which was called mm. A Bowl of Soup. Oh, and profound, it was, profound. It, did, it didn't really sound like a picture book, did it? A bowl no. of soup. I'm not sure it would have done so well. Um, but um, it was it was because in in the film, so it, I, I animated it uh, painfully, as we've sort of described, you know, not being full on animators. But um, there's this uh, there's this sequence where so it was it was still about a little boy who finds a whale on the beach, takes it home and puts it in the bath. And then his dad's a fisherman. His dad comes home and his dad comes in and it, so he sort of he pulls the in fact, in the in the in the film, he pulls the shower curtain across. Um, mm. Always good to try and hide things so that you don't have to animate them. Like yeah. So he pulls the shower curtain across and then goes for dinner. And when he sits down to dinner, his dad's made this big, he's been chopping up these fish. So there are all these kind of, there was a scene with like, you know, fish, like with their heads being chopped off. It was a little, you know, a little bit more gruesome. Um, and then and then he's made up this this sort of fish soup. And so he's ladles a big bowl of this fish soup and puts it in front of the boy who wasn't called Noy at the time, yeah. and 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 then Noy, well, the boy looks into the bowl, and the the, the sort of the lumps of you know grey fish in the bowl mm. sort of rotate, and and it and it morphs into a, a whale, the whale, you know. So he sort yeah. of, and so he dashes off to the bathroom, and then his dad comes and finds him, finds the whale in the bath, and is you know shocked, and is then and then it's this kind of bonding moment that they feed the whale and then they take it back to the sea. So the story sort of arc is the same. Some of yes. the details are different, and then the visual development of it, obviously, sort of came about. So that was like when I was working on books for other people, so illustrating other authors' books, yeah. and then I just kept feeling like I wasn't really doing what I wanted in yes. in sort of illustration terms. I was a bit like. I was trying to do, like, I'd started doing, I think I said, these things for Usborne where I was doing these. So that was actually like photo collage and illustration sort of blended together. So I was bringing all these sort of things together. And then I'd kind of gone from that and I'd ended up almost like replicating what would have been, I suppose, like sort of pencil with, I don't know, like some sort of painted media on it, but Mm -hmm. all in digital. So it turned into that. And then I kind of started to try and do more of the graphic stuff again, which is probably getting quite close to like where I ended up with the storm whale. But I suppose the subject matter wasn't, I was still sort of leaning into what I thought the industry wanted it to be right. rather than maybe what I wanted to do with it, you know? Yeah. Um, and so then I, I, I'd been, I was trying to develop a few new pieces in my portfolio Um and I've been to Whitstable and I've done some sketches of some uh, oystermen's huts down by the seafront. Yeah. Um, and then I got that home. And then one weekend I was, you know, playing around with that and seeing what I could do with it. And uh, 
then I don't know, you know, I don't know whether it was sort of subconscious or not, but I kind of the two characters who, who the dad and the boy, you know, from the film had always, yeah. always thought, oh, could I turn that into a picture book? Could I, could I turn that into a picture book? You know, could I write it? I don't really know if I could, but, and that gave me this sort of, you know, this image. And I put, so I put these two characters into it. I put the dad and the boy yeah. in there. And then I showed that to my art director at the time, Nia Roberts, who yes, was at Nia, who we work with, yeah, who is now at Nosy Crow. But at the time, yes. yeah. So and I showed it to her, and she was like, "Oh, she was like, come on, what's this? What's why are you showing?" She was sort of like, you know, why are you showing me all this? Because you're obviously, <laughs> you're obviously interested in it. What is it? What is it? <laughs> you know, um, and uh, and 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 there's got to be a story in here somewhere. What's this all about? So I showed her the film. Um, which generally remains under wraps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I sometimes take, I, I, I wheel it out when I do a talk. I sort of, I, sh I show yes. it, I sort of, I play it at talks and ask people not to record it because I feel like it's, you know, this sort of slightly odd kind of artifact from the past, which yes. I don't really yeah. want out there. But, you know, still it's, uh, you know, obviously has given me this thing, which has then turned Yeah, and it's just all, all part the of the cinema. process. So, yeah, nothing to, nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, yeah, yeah, university films and early ideas and early books and everything. You sort of, it's like a musician. I bet they look back in some of their early stuff. They think, oh, God, it was, you know, yeah. naff. But no, I think it's all part of the process. And it's important. Exactly. So, yeah, so then that, and then that took a few years for me to, from that point, and then various um, kind of editors came and went at Simon Schuster, and I was still tinkering around with it. <laughs> and I was still working in animation at the time, so it wasn't really my day job, so to speak, no, no. the illustration and, and stuff. And then I took a bit of a... I took, a, I suppose it must have been, yeah, 2011 or something. And I think, or no, 2012. And I'd, I'd got it to the point where it was a full dummy of a book, you know, that yeah. I'd developed with Nia and, uh, and Lara Hancock, who was then my editor. Um, and, um, and then, you know, yeah, they, they said, yeah, Simon Schuster would love to publish it. So I was like, well, amazing. This is yeah, yeah book contract for this thing and um and off we went with it and then i think that was a two but they gave me a two book deal mm -hmm. the other one of which then became granddad's island after that right. so yeah um, and how, how do you um feel because a lot of people ask about um well we'll talk about the process in a minute but when you were i never realized um coming from animation i didn't know that you got a designer to work with when you first started doing pictures were you aware mm. of the, the process of making a picture book how it's all worked with the team with the editor and with the designer and everything because I didn't really no, know not at all yeah <laughs> not at all and also I did I guess in those early early like when I did this, the stuff for Osborne I mean when I would I mean and it's taken actually it took quite a long time to develop how I yeah. worked because I hadn't again like, I hadn't done an illustration course so I didn't really know the process no so I would do these kind of um sketches of what you know they said do some roughs for this and i was like how rough is a rough i mean you know yeah, like, yeah. being quite lazy i was <laughs> i say lazy you know what i mean i was like i just was like let's get to the point so i would sort of sketch out these scenes with characters you know and just do a ball for the head pretty much and then yeah, yeah. kind of like you know very loosely and there's going to be a castle over there and a bit of a bush there <laughs> whatever and then they would come back and then they would be like oh could you you know um <laughs> put a bit more detail in because I can't really tell and I'm a bit like well I'll do that at the artwork stage surely you yeah, know this is yeah. just to let you know what I'm doing so it took quite a while to develop that thing which now actually 
the uh, and really even only in the past few years um like so when i do busy bear which you mentioned before yeah that i now i do those like i think because i've got to know the character and the world and everything pretty well yes the, the drawings that i do for that now are pretty much you know I mean, they're still a little bit sketchy, but they but are pretty fine of everything and it's all in there and all the things that are going to be in that scene are in that scene. You know, it's like yeah. when I do my picture books, I tend to be a little bit looser. I mean, I do quite thumbnail-y sort of drawings with grey ink on watercolour paper. Right. Okay. And uh, I sort of print off like a sheet of... So I do, I do it in um, in Photoshop. I like put out... I do the, I make the rectangles that are the right dimensions. Yeah. But much smaller for mm -hmm. bread uh, with the gutter line in place, and then I print those off on this on on this watercolor paper, and then I use this grey uh, pencil brush pen, and I draw in, you know, and then they're quite sort of loose, really, mm. but they give much more of a sort of impression. I think for the sort of stuff I do in my picture books, it is more of a sort of I don't know because I'm often sort of touching on these sort of emotional things. I think it's a little bit more of a I've done a bit more expressive somehow than when I yes. did stuff because, commercial. Yeah, because with the Busy Bear books, um, obviously because they've got mechanics and they've got interactive bits and pieces, do you find that sometimes is limiting or have you just got used to that now? Do you, have, did you ever get frustrated with the whole process of that? Because how many Busy Bear books are there with Nosy Crow now? There, oh, there, are, a, there are at least 25. <laughs> oh, my God. And so um, Nosy Crow, I don't know who people know that. i don't think it's a secret is it nosy crow when you sell a million copies of a book you get a golden mm -hmm. egg don't you benji you do you do what you do when you do the first, you get when you sell the first million you get oh. the, you get the golden egg i've got the golden egg on the what egg. happens at two million you i don't open. know <laughs> Oh okay. oh okay. I've we well, know it's it's sold quite a lot more than that now. So yeah. I, I so I I mean you know maybe I'm due the we've joked about it actually. <laughs> maybe you'll get it. You maybe you'll get I, twelve I, dozen through the letterbox. Exactly. I'm expecting like you know yeah one of those real you know the kind of um, the egg box with the sort of but all you know <laughs> um, with uh, full of golden eggs. Maybe yeah. you know maybe made from like a nice sort of polished uh, mahogany or something. I'm just just, just putting an idea out there that's all just yes just, kate know, wilson if you're listening exactly yeah no we have jo i've joked with her about it actually um <laughs> before and um mm -hmm. no it's, i mean it's amazing it's amazing it's like a sort of phenomenon yeah. in its own right and i'm like i think you sort of touched on it at the beginning like it, i'm i'm not I, you know it's not that well known um in the uk particularly because no, it's quite different it's quite different and it's quite different and it looks quite yeah. different so even if you knew my picture books you wouldn't necessarily sort of you know because you know you don't necessarily focus no. on the name of the author always do you and um so it's like oh, oh you wouldn't expect it to m maybe be me but there is a there is a sort of link in the way that it looks to the way that i yeah. work and everything definitely um, um, camilla but, reed um who created the busy bear series it's one of those awesome. well we're sort of we're very early Nosy Crow stable mates, really, aren't we? Because, um, we are, those, yeah. Uh, yeah, Busy Bear and Shifting McGifty were two of their um, main projects to begin with. And yeah. Camilla Reed was very, very keen to get you on board straight away. I listened to a talk that she gave um, um, a while ago. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, she was saying that she was really gunning for you. And, and people were, didn't, uh, other people sort of disagreed. And Camilla was like, no, we've got to get Benji Davis on this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it was some of the, there was less, I mean, I said there was less digital 
there wasn't really by then, was there? There was quite a lot around, I suppose. It was about 2010 or something yeah. around that time. Yeah. But I think the, maybe a bit of that sort of mainstream acceptance, and especially they were quite a young, well, they were a very young company because they were only just starting up. Yeah. Perhaps that's seen as another risk layer that maybe they didn't want to take at the time. Mm. Um, but then, obviously, they did. And it sort of long-term, it paid off. But it was been quite a slow burner. I mean, it's like it, the first, I don't know, for, certainly for the first few years, mm. you know, they, 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 they wasn't selling that much. Like it took quite a while, but then. Yeah, like and I don't, they, I don't think, um, I don't think Waterstones took it straight away, did they? Which can no. have a big effect on sales. No. And then it's like, I think when you mentioned like that first sort of million copy uh, global sales thing, that yep. was, must have been about, I don't know, 2015 or something, 2016. Yeah, so, away, yeah. so it took about five years for it to get to that point. And then like, you know, it, it's, it's grown much more rapidly since that. Um, And, you know, during um, lockdown, during all the, you know, sort of lockdowns and stuff, like globally, um, you know, it did rock it really, which I sort of feel sort of partly guilty by because, you know, it's this sort of odd odd sort of phenomenon, which is obviously that a lot of people, and there's like um, in countries like China where, you know, there's a lot of big population of sort of like growing middle class, right? Yeah. Okay, and then they're all buying, and then and, and because there's, um, I guess, like the way they buy them, I think it's what's it called, WeChat or something. I think it's called. Is that oh, right? I don't know that. Have you heard of that? It's like no. it's like a sort of um, it's a bit like Facebook. Uh, I'm saying this. I've how's no, it spelled? It I, like some... it, I have no idea really. Okay. But basically, I think it's like Facebook. Yeah. Somebody can correct me, maybe. But it's also like you can buy stuff directly from it, like Amazon. Okay. So um, I think there was like a big promo on that, and they, you know, just yeah, sold a lot of copies in in wow. one year. So it was quite a, you know, it's like a phenomenon, really. It's on those sort of surprises. But as I say, it's kind of odd that then, you know, as you pointed out, it's sort of relatively, um, you know, not well, not not as well known uh, for me for the the world of the stuff that I do. It's not yeah. of not you know not known. So yeah, because there's there's no busy bear events or anything as such, is there? I don't. No, they've got a, a um, yeah, they they've got a um, they're a costume, a costume like the the skins or whatever it's called. You know, the kind of uh... the, the, <laughs> the busy bear, and he goes around. <laughs> but what I I think it's back to that schedule thing again, actually, because what I've what I've always like, you know, I find it, I find it quite um, that I have quite a lot of things, or you know, I find it quite overwhelming to do too much kind of promo trail stuff yes, because I find yeah. it just consumes my thoughts, and then I'm not actually thinking about the work; I'm just thinking about doing the events. Yeah, because um, um, when you get offers of events, I'm quite terrible at saying yes to everything because I just I do love it, and especially mm-hmm. if it's um, with Tracy Cordroy or Stephen Butler or someone that I'm collaborating with. Yeah. A new collaboration, Rachel Morris Rose. She's brilliant at events as well, so I do love doing it. I don't enjoy doing the ones on my own as much because. I'm always anxious that something's going to go wrong. I'm going to get a migraine or I won't get there on time. But if it's a duo thing, it's nice, yeah. but it does eat into your time and your creative time. Yeah. Definitely. So I, yeah. So I kind of, I just sort of like, I made a bit of a rule to myself that the only mm-hmm. thing that I would go out personally and promote would be my greater titles yeah. because it's just not enough of me to, uh, uh, and maybe the way that I, my brain works to sort of deal with all that stuff. So no, so they uh, uh, built up some yeah events and things, I think where somebody, I don't know who it is, 
gets inside the busy bear. I costume. think I've got a theory. I think when Kate Wilson's fed up, I think she dresses up as busy bear and goes and does some events. That would be brilliant. I think I've had enough. I'm getting out of the office, Adrian, and I'm busy bear for the day. <laughs> the CEO just Imagine it. blends yeah. into the crowd as busy bear. <laughs> yeah. Busy CEO. Um, right now, um, I was going to go back to that other question, but we've had another question which is similar from Ella Hobbis, who is an illustrator um, on Instagram, and she says, Hi, Stephen, loving the pod. A question for Benji or discussion topic. What is the process of de developing a book from start to finish? As an aspiring illustrator who wants to go into children's picture books, it would be great to hear about the process of producing a picture book from concept through to delivery. Who's involved? Does an illustrator have creative freedom? Do you have to bend to fit a publisher's vision or do you get to stay in your style wow so basically process from start to finish sort of a, mm -hmm. a succinct sort of version we haven't got we've got about 10 12 minutes in a left, so there's lots of great um questions have come in but that's a that's a good general question yeah okay so um first of all um i guess writing i'm um, going from the writing and illustrating yeah picture books um yeah obviously you've got to have an idea for a book that's, yeah which is tricky essential but tricky. tricky and um i tend to sort of like gather bits and pieces over time like in sketchbooks which i think is quite uh, you know is what a lot of people probably do which yeah um or like make notes on my phone is one of my other things that i sort yeah, of you know, like, i like the idea of the romantic you know sort of sitting there with the kind of lovely notebook kind of you know sort of doing love making lovely uh, notes about uh, ideas but no it's just generally like you know kind of on the hoof <laughs> yeah, yeah with the with the iphone i'll quickly get that down or you know um i you know often like when i'm away on holiday i'm going into far too much depth we said succinct didn't we that's what um, well, i'm going to inter i'm going to interrupt now as well i was at the hay festival once and i was in the back of a, a cab going from the hay festival to um the hay train station i can't remember what it's called and there was a very 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 famous author in front of me in the taxi and he was he had like a dictaphone and he was going um new idea just popped into a brain and then he started talking about it and then um, he was he was actually really i won't say who he was but he was very annoying um, and i was stuck in that's the back like of, the um, stuck in the back yeah. of his wife and she wasn't talking so it was a bit of a horrible 20 minute journey to be honest <laughs> that's like that's alan partridge you know yes. the, uh, you know monkey tennis and all that kind of like, <laughs> yes up. yes sorry i interrupted that um that just um yeah brought back that very yeah. classic memory um yeah well no so you know sort of gathering ideas together and then um you know developing so what i do now is i sort of develop i tend to kind of my stuff has become a bit more text-based with the ideas because mm. i find that it's like i don't know something you don't about, over plan i guess do you Especially yeah and i kind of like I, I quite i quite like i've always i have always quite liked working on other authors texts okay yes because yes, like michael yes you can take it and you can just let your imagination kind of sort of you know go with it and kind of like and then make visual notes of what you how you're responding to that thing mm. but when i'm writing a story i think if i did that purely visually like i wouldn't know really what the story itself was i like no. the type of stories that i write i need to sort of know what the sort of main sort of thrust of the narrative is. And the way that I've developed to do that is more like sort of setting those little seeds of ideas like over time. And maybe I've sketched something which has helped that to develop a character yeah. or a situation or something. But generally I'm 
sort of developing the text and then I've written the text of so the latest Stormwell one. Yeah. I've had about three different sort of ideas for stories, which I was developing all as text. And obviously I sort of know the world pretty well and I yes. can sort of like, I can visually immerse myself in it without actually putting, you know, pen to paper for yeah. the actual drawings, you know? Yeah, that's um, good. Cause you, well, you've done all the foundation work, you've done all the groundwork, you know the world, you know the characters, so you can really focus on the story at that point, can't you? That's it. And I think maybe even with stuff where I haven't got to know it yet visually, mm. because I've sort of got to know how I work, you know, sort of generally, that I can sort of go in and so Tad was this probably the first one I did that on. So I, I wrote Tad, um, you know, I wrote it all on my phone, right? And right, then wow. and, and and then I um and then I even showed my editor that without any drawings <laughs> when I was in Bologna once, because I'd sort of <laughs> finished it on the plane going over there. And it was just uh, not right. not to show them, but just like then I said to Alice, um, I was like, oh, I, yeah, I got it. She, we were chatting and she said, you got, what are you going to do for your next book then? I was like, oh, I've yeah. got an idea actually. And I showed it to her and she really liked it. And so then that was it. And I, we carried on from that point. And Brilliant. I did a similar thing with the snowflake. Um, and then, yeah, that sort of carried on. So, yeah, the, the great storm whale, the new storm whale one, had these sort of three ideas. Um, and the snowflake out now in paperback, Benji. Out now in paperback. It's a, yeah, lots of my research. On, <laughs> Yeah, that's come out in payback now, and that's um, it had a, they did like an audio book version of it last year, and then yes, read by um, I've forgotten who reads it. Um, Claire Foy, that's it, Claire Foy, Claire Foy which was lovely. Um, and um, yeah, so that's kind of, and then and then I take that, and then I take that text once I've kind of whittled it down a bit more, and kind of feels like the right kind of length and shape, um, and then I'll. I'll then start thumbnailing, as I said before, like on these kind of printed out sheets that I do. Mm -hmm. um, photograph those rather than scan them because it's oh, a okay. bit quicker and then ping them into um, InDesign. Right. And I actually then dummy up the book like a meet like from that point straight away oh that's really uh, interesting so yeah, yeah i don't win design at all but i think it'd be a handy thing to sort of get to grips with yeah well i mean i love the whole sort of um you know again back to the <laughs> this sort of idea of like being pure and creative and sort of you know creating all these beautifully hand-sewn you know dummies and everything yeah. i used to find that i be honest i just found it a pain because I'd want to change so much stuff. Yeah, as soon as I, I'd no sooner made it, then I kind of needed to kind of, yeah. kind of chop it up and restick things and mess around. And so, I just think you know, pretty much right through to the final book, I'm looking at PDFs. And whilst you can sort of go, oh, but the page turn, it's so nice to sit and turn the pages. I totally, <laughs> I totally agree with that. I totally agree with yes, that. Yes, but... but it just isn't practical. <laughs> no, and it's a sort of layer of the work which I think is quite purist. And I just think actually, yeah. you know, for me, I'm like it. Just it makes more sense just to do this digitally. Yeah, um, and um, and as I say, I can tweak and fiddle, and I can you know change the text and i can swap out the images and just you know and then just churn out a new pdf so that's what i kind of do and i just okay. make loads of different versions of that until i'm happy with it um and um then you know and the editor and the art director are involved obviously um at some point during that as well and more so towards the end as we're refining it um until the point that i then get the go-ahead to or you know i say the go-ahead i mean it's definitely it's collaborative you know it's not like they just go yes you can color that in now it's more yeah. like, you know maybe i've already developed a couple of images during that process um mm -hmm. and then i can but then i can then artwork the whole book 
Um, and yeah, then it's like, you know, once you've got the finished thing, then there's still loads more to do because there's like, you know, going over the text edits and there's mm. maybe I'll go back in and I'll think, oh, I could do with another little, I don't know, bird in that, sitting on that post or whatever it is or you know something or that composition i'm not not wasn't really happy with with that i could redraw the characters you know i've done a couple of those things on this one and actually it was really nice as i said this thing of having much longer till the uh book comes out because mm. given me a little bit more room to you know over the summer to sort of sit on the finished work and then you know be able to like tweak a few bits and change things that i wanted yes. to change yeah yeah um which is nice and yeah refreshing <laughs> yeah um ella also has a, a little extra question what has been the most challenging job benji has ever done in your career thus far most challenging um, challenging most challenging how do you, do you find collaborating with people like michael morpurgo and stuff do you find that more of a challenge or do you find that easier because like you say because you're not writing it you're not sort of responsible for everything about the book is that a bit yeah that, that, i mean that one was sort of was probably the 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 opposite that was the easiest not easy not easy that's the wrong word no, no. it was the most smooth running it was like the most yeah. enjoyable book i've worked on like oh, that's good. just like because I don't know, it was just so sort of like, it felt very natural. Like Michael um, is, you know, obviously a giant in, you know, children's books, you know. Yes, yes. He's a giant a, in the room. Such, such a nice person as well. Yes. And he was so sort of welcoming and not, you know, there, there was no sort of pretense with him or anything. He was just, and so everything just was really lovely and sort of straightforward and, you know, sort of almost like perfectly how you would want it to be when you're working on something, which is yeah. quite rare. Um, but um, yeah. And then I had, I had to finish it during uh, lockdown last yeah. in 2020. So that was a bit weird, but because I sort of had, I had about, I don't know, a couple of months to finish it and I had to work out how long I'd got until that deadline was coming up. Yeah, and it and because of all the lockdown and everything, it got quite, you know it's all it got a bit well quite compressed, and right. um, I sort of think nobody was going to need anything as quickly. You know, I was like, "There's a pandemic on." I mean, you know, surely yeah. this, you know all bets are off, kind of thing. But no, then I got the phone call. Yeah, we we need it on July the fifth. Uh, so mm -hmm. if, I'm like, "Oh no, I've only done five illustrations. I've got another <laughs> thirty-five to do. God. I've got about six weeks. What? Oh dear. Right. Okay. So." But I'd, I'd already got it all roughed out at that point. And then I, I sat down and I, um, yeah, I kind of, it was nice. I had I had a light box set up in the garage. Okay? Yeah. So I was sitting there and I was doing about two or three drawings every morning on the light box. And then I was scanning them. I'd have my lunch and then I'd go up I'd, and then in the spare room, I had the computer set up. And so I'd scan in the drawings and I'd clean them up. And I did yeah. like this sort of bit of like color tinting to them is how I my sort of yes. process. On. Yes. Yeah. And so then I did and I did it and I and I managed to do, yeah, like, you know, nearly, I don't know, whatever it was like eight, nine, about, about nine or ten illustrations a week doing that. Well, that's good. Going, um, and then, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I've got a bit of a kind of dreamy view of uh, of uh, of that working process on that book. Really, did you not feel? Did you um, not feel extra pressure because it was such a famous author that you were working with, or did you just that to back to the back of your mind? I think it was just. I, it, I don't know. I suppose it was just. It was such a privilege to work on it. Really, yeah. that that was all that I was kind of 
thinking about. I didn't, I did, I wouldn't, no, I don't think I felt extra pressure to make it kind of perfect or anything. It was, um, it was, yeah, I don't know. There was something about it that was very, very nice. But um, I think the question was, what was the worst one, wasn't it? What was yeah, I, I found um, sometimes I've worked on two or three pitch books where the designer doesn't quite get what I do. And yeah. they try and force you into doing what they would like you to do or what they what they feel that the book should look like. And it's mm. like, oh dear, I've done three of those and they didn't work and they were, they were flops. Yeah. You've you've have reminded me of yeah there was one we have to be careful what we say don't we yes we what, do. it, what, it, well it wasn't it wasn't in the, I wasn't in the UK I'm going to say that. oh they, oh that's a nice, that's a nice out for you that's a, yeah I, that's I good, wasn't in the it? UK either when I had a bad experience but it was um <laughs> it was exactly like you've said they 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 picked up on some very old kind of portfolio pieces right but that hadn't been made explicitly clear when we started the project. So I thought I'd come to it and they wanted me to do what I was hopefully good at or where my brain went with that project, Mm. um, which was almost like sort of, it was, it was, it was kind of lots of different kind of stories and things within one story. So I wanted to represent them in like more like, Oh, here's a traditional um, story. Yes. Like, let's do it a bit like a Ladybird book, but a little bit more characterful than a Ladybird book, you know, not yeah. just sort of, but like in those sort of tones and colours, you know. I think I know, that. I think I know which book you're talking about. Okay. I'm Don't not going to say it. But Don't I say anything. I know. And, and, and then there's, and then there's another book within the book, which comes <laughs> in and is more of a kind of modern kind of contemporary kind of idea within it. So then I was like, oh, okay, so that can be more like something more sort of close to what I now do. Yeah. The two are going to kind of, you know, kind of come to, you know, sort of uh, loggerheads with each other, these two books inside this book. And and um, and so that was my concept for it. And I was like, I was quite into the way it looked and everything. Yeah. But yeah, they just completely were like, no, that isn't what we want. We want it all to look like the contemporary stuff. Yeah. And it's like that. And it just I mean, it kind of it just doesn't work. does It It, it winded me. <laughs> and I was a bit like. I just didn't really get it. And I didn't really understand why they'd ask me to do it if they just wanted me to no, do it. And then, kind of work ro- like an art robot. Um, yeah, you're not going to create your best work in that. In that no. In that and so unfortunately, place. you know, I saw it through, obviously. Yeah. But when I look at it now, whenever I've looked at it, which isn't very often, I have to be honest, I'm a bit like, I don't really, you know, I don't really know what I was doing because I was just kind mm-hmm. of following sort of orders and i didn't yeah didn't didn't enjoy that process at all because it is great that making a book um especially a picture book is a big collaborative uh process but it it is it's like working in any team some teams work better than others and i do try and when i sign a contract i do try and meet with the designer that i'll be working with first because i think because you do work closely and we've both worked with Nia Roberts who is just a Mm -hmm. genius and she's down to earth and she's funny and silly and you can just give her a ring and have a chat and that makes you create your best work yeah Um, whereas sometimes yeah sometimes you 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 can maybe sometimes not gel as well with the designer and um it can make things a little bit tricky really Mm -hmm. yeah I guess it depends what angle they're coming from i mean their you know yes. their intentions are whatever their you know brief and the publisher that they're with yes it's, often, it's not often not their fault yeah no it's, it's just fault. yeah and actually and maybe even it, yeah i guess it, you you might get on okay with them even and then it's like mm-hmm. the, the work just isn't the yeah doesn't come out you know it's yeah. not to the best of everybody's interests you know yeah no, um, that's right. 
Well, um, Benji, we've nearly come to the end of our hour. Well, we've come to the end of our hour, but we're just um, chatting away here, which is great. But um, is there anything else before we go that you would like to plug or mention oh, yeah. that's upcoming? I think we've mentioned most bits and pieces, but if there's anything yeah. else, do let us no, know. No, I don't think so. I think we've we've covered it all, really. I think it's... Um, okay. That's cool. Well, um, a final closing question is, if you could have any studio mate or studio mates, either at your home studio or your studio studio, who would you choose and why? Who would you be your ideal oh, studio mate? Goodness. Apart from me, of course, Benji. Now, you asked Tor this, didn't you, last week? I did. And, I did. You, you she was a bit evasive. I'm trying, I can't, can we do it too? She basically covered, she was just naughty and basically said, any, everyone. <laughs> everyone. Well, yeah. Well, you, Steve, obviously um Thank would be you. there um god no that is really hard i tell you why it's hard for me to answer that question because i think i'm a bit grumpy and i sort of like uh, got, I got you? Quite, yeah i've got I, quite I got, used I... to working by myself so i'm almost like uh... if we're being realistic i really don't want anyone in <laughs> well, well that's a good answer as well i don't want a studio mate wow <laughs> but i tell you what i, do, I tell you what i like here actually is that we've got <laughs> we've got a really nice mix of like different studios in here and it's quite nice yeah. to have a varied diet of conversation when we yes. meet up so we all we all like there's a there's a little group of us who yeah. meet up at, at lunchtime and sit and have our lunch together to yeah. just have a bit of human contact during the day and important um, and yeah. it just and it's really and it's really nice and actually sometimes i sort of think if they were all illustrators it might be a little bit kind of like we would just talk yes. about illustration stuff as much as I love doing that. And, you know, I love yeah. talking about that stuff and, you know, with uh, kind of, you know, the like, well, a bit like Ben, who used to be in your studio. Yeah. And, well, actually, what know. I'm finding uh, now is there is a an amazing book designer called Zoe in my studio at the moment. And she is fantastic. I mean, she's lovely, beautiful. She's got the most stunning voice. She's like the Joanna Lumley of our studio. <laughs> so lovely i could listen to her talking all day but it's so nice to have a designer on board because you can just say what do you think of this layout what yeah that's think, handy actually that yeah, is good. It, yeah it's really good yeah we're, we've got sort of graphic designers who work in different sectors none of them in yeah. children's publishing but that must be really quite handy it's quite handy yeah. so i don't ever want her to go so i always make no. sure i make her the best coffees and, mm, and yes, the odd bag of wheat crunchies her favorite wheat crunchies oh. well benji thank you thank you so much for chatting no, um, cheers, with your precious uh, moody time <laughs> let you go back to being solitary but yeah. um where can Working we find you on social media i'm sure most people are following you already but um you're on instagram and twitter aren't you i am yeah mainly i mainly use instagram, instagram. Um, and then i've started doing a thing recently where it auto feeds to facebook but i, yes, I don't does, really use facebook mm. these days no does anyone mm. no i mean a bit, um mm. but um but twitter a little bit yes um okay so yeah that's it really and then and then if you still do you keep your website up to date how because it's often difficult to keep websites going i put when i do a new book i put a new book on there i've got the yeah. print shop which is still yes. on hiatus because oh, no, okay. i just don't well i just don't have time to do it and then no. my wife nina was doing it for a while but um yeah it's kind of i don't know so I, love, I, I love being able to do the prints and send them out but I want them to be coming from the studio and I yes. want to hand sign them and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I've sort of looked into some alternatives of just um, having them facilitated somewhere else and sort of sent out, which is yeah. some really good services out there. But I kind of, I don't know whether I'm going to do that or not. I might do that at some point, but I do get quite a lot of people asking me if yeah. the print shop's going to be open. And it's really more just a thing of, 
just not having the time to cope with the influx of stuff when it comes in because it's it's mm. you know it's uh, and that that sounds ungrateful but it's like you know even if you have to go you know down the post office sort of like you know once or twice a week that's yeah. quite a bit of time over the you know year yeah yeah <laughs> to be doing that stuff so yeah i used to have a um not on the high street um shop front thing and used to oh, sell yeah. prints and sign books and everything and it took yeah especially did you towards... have to do that yourself did you actually have yeah. to physically go and send them out yeah and especially towards christmas i used to do advent calendars calendars yeah. and things and yeah christmas was a nightmare because i'd have to go to the post office almost every day and then i wasn't getting any work done so yeah a bit of a luxury no but, yeah um, it's... It's, it's a shame but we'll it get Anyone who's interested in your prints, though, um, yeah, do you, I'm sure you will open a shop again at some point. Too. Yeah, I have like a sort of open uh, mailing list sort of sign up. To, oh, yes, you can sign up to that. Which you sign up to, which I always tell people, and then they just obviously <laughs> probably wait for. I mean, initially, like it was open and they were probably waiting for about five years, and then I opened it for a year and then closed it again. And then <laughs> last year, I opened it for a, a week, actually, last year, just right. to get like Christmas orders in. And then, yeah, I could have done it this year, but I just there's just too much to do, Steve. Yes, yeah. Time. Well, we want the books, and books are the main thing. Got to um, do the so, new books, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. you know. Well, I'm sure everyone is, uh, everyone's really enjoyed listening to you about your process and your career so far and everything. So thank you so much for coming on to Studio Mate Steve. Oh, no, thanks for inviting me. It's been a lot of fun. No problem. Well, hoping, hoping to see you. So I haven't seen you physically for a while. I know, um, I know. Well, the Collins party, but that was all a bit of a blur because it was so oh, big and yes. busy. So, always, um, always. Hopefully yeah. see you for some Christmas drinky-poos. Definitely. That'll be fun. Nice all one. right, brilliant. Thanks all so much, right. Steve. Cheers, Steve. Take what i should have asked you when you said have you got any other questions i should have i should have said <sighs> what are you never, doing Steve? never mind no i'll, I'll wangle it in next week don't worry <laughs>